Good morning. Our service begins on page four in the Book of Common Prayer. Awake, awake, put on thy strength, O Zion. Put on thy beautiful garments, O Jerusalem. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 95 O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works, forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, but they have known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Morning Psalm, a Psalm 77, found on page 433. I will cry unto God with my voice, even unto God will I cry with my voice, and he shall hearken unto me. In the time of my trouble I sought the Lord, I stretched forth my hands unto him, and ceased not in the night season, my soul refused comfort. When I am in heaviness, I will think upon God. When my heart is vexed, I will complain. Thou holdest mine's eyes waking, I am so feeble that I cannot speak. I consider the days of old, and the years that are past. I call to remembrance my song, and in the night I commune with mine own heart, and search out my spirit. Will the Lord absent himself forever, and will he be no more entreated? Is his mercy clean gone forever, and is his promise come utterly to an end forevermore? Hath God forgotten to be gracious, and will he shut up his loving kindness in displeasure? And I said, It is mine own infirmity, but I will remember the years of the right hand of the Most Highest. I will remember the works of the Lord, and call to mind thy wonders of old time. I will think also of all thy works, and my talking shall be of thy doings. Thy way, O God, is holy, who is so great a God as our God. Thou art the God that doest wonders, and hast declared thy power among the peoples. Thou hast mightily delivered thy people, even the sons of Jacob and Joseph. The waters saw thee, O God, the waters saw thee and were afraid, 
The depths also were troubled. Clouds poured out water, the air thundered, and thine arrows went abroad. The voice of thy thunder was heard round about. The lightning shone upon the ground. The earth was moved and shook withal. The way is in the sea, and thy paths in the great waters, and thy footsteps are not known. Thou leadest thy people like sheep, by the hand of Moses and Aaron. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the eleventh verse of the twenty-fifth chapter of the book of Proverbs. A word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in settings of silver. Like an earring of gold and an ornament of fine gold is a wise rebuker to an obedient ear. Like the cold of snow in time of harvest is a faithful messenger to those who send him, for he refreshes the soul of his masters. Whoever falsely boasts of giving is like clouds and wind without rain. By long forbearance a ruler is persuaded, and a gentle tongue breaks a bone. Seldom set foot in your neighbor's house, lest he become weary of you and hate you. A man who bears false witness against his brother is like a club, a sword, and a sharp arrow. Confidence in an unfaithful man in time of trouble is like a bad tooth and a foot out of joint. Like one who takes away a garment in cold weather, and like vinegar on soda, is one who sings songs to a heavy heart. If your enemy is hungry, give him bread to eat. If he is thirsty, give him water to drink. For so you will heap coals of fire on his head, and the Lord will reward you. Here ends the first lesson. Benedictus. Yes. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 18th verse of the third chapter of the Epistle of Paul to the Colossians. Wives, submit to your own husbands, as is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives, and do not be bitter toward them. Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing to the Lord. Fathers, do not provoke your children, lest they become discouraged. Bondservants, obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service as men-pleasers, but in sincerity of heart, fearing God. And whatever you do, do it heartily, as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of inheritance. For you serve the Lord Christ, that he who does wrong will be repaid for what he has done, and there is no partiality. Masters, give your bondservants what is just and fair, knowing that you also have a master in heaven. Continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. 
Meanwhile, praying also for us, that God would open to us a door for the word, to speak the mystery of Christ, for which I am also in chains, that I may, that I may make it manifest as I, ought to, as I ought to speak. Walk in wisdom toward those who are outside, redeeming the time. Let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer each one. Here is the second lesson. The Benedictus. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath redeemed, visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies, from the hand of all that hate us, perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant. Perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham, that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him, all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people, for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall it be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, make clean our hearts within us and take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O God, who knowest us to be set in the midst of so many and great dangers, that by reason of the frailty of our nature we cannot always stand upright, grant to us such strength and protection as may support us in all dangers and carry us through all temptations, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, the knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, 
whose service is perfect freedom. Defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with our mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning. Today is the last day of Epiphany, and the last day of Proverbs and Colossians. On Monday we start the Old Testament at the very beginning with Genesis, and our New Testament will be from Mark. In this morning's meditation, I debated whether to skip the New Testament. First verse of our passage from Colossians is certainly the most memorable. Wives, submit to your own husbands as it is fitting in the Lord. I can imagine that this is one of those passages that causes a new parish priest to forget his bishop's direction to be a non-anxious presence. While I have a seminary degree, I'm of course not an ordained clergyman of any sort, so these are a few thoughts from a layman's perspective. Clearly, this is a potentially divisive passage if it's misunderstood. However, like all biblical Christians around the world, we Anglicans believe, as the colic for the second Sunday of Advent reminds us, that God gave us scripture for our own benefit. If we really are Christians, we can't be Thomas Jefferson and cut out all those passages that we disagree with. So we have to accept that there is a reason for Paul to write this. At the same time, we can't focus on a single passage in isolation, sometimes called proof texting. So we must consider any passage in the context of the totality of Scripture. When it comes to the relationship of men and women in marriage, it seems like Americans are more divided than 50 or 100 years ago. The range of possible views seems bounded by two extremes. At the one extreme, we have the tyrannically domineering husband of cop shows or polygamous cults, such a husband is at best a control freak and at worst verbally or physically abusive. So it's impossible to square such behavior with the literally hundreds of commands in the New Testament, both by the apostles and Jesus himself, to love our fellow humans. The other extreme is the view that men and women are identical and sex differences are irrelevant. This was perhaps best anticipated nine years, 90 years ago with Aldous Huxley's Brave New World where all children are gestated in a man-made hatchery and raised in an industrial-scale nursery so that adults can have sexual pleasure without any commitment or children. Such a utopian view is a denial of God's created order from the very beginning for men, women, and marriage. Twice in Genesis, it says God created us male and female. Five times, God explicitly tells Noah to take male and female animals into the ark even though Ma Noah would certainly know that already. At the same time, God created the gift of marriage, one we Anglicans consider a sacramental gift, when in Genesis 2, God said, before there are any fathers or mothers, that a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife. After the flood, God commands Noah and his family to be fruitful and multiply. So the utopian dream of Brave New World is a denial of men and women, and the consequences of biological differences, as well as the institution of marriage and the centrality of marriage in creating and raising the next generation. 
The unity of a man and woman in marriage was pronounced by God the Father in Genesis 2. In rebuking the Pharisees over divorce, Jesus quotes this Genesis passage in Mark 10. The two shall become one flesh, so they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore what God has joined together, let not man separate. Some passages in the New Testament call men and women to identical responsibilities in marriage. In his first letter to the Corinthians, Paul says husbands and wives have identical obligations. Let the husband render to his wife the affection due her, and likewise the wife to her husband. The wife does not have authority over her own body, but the husband does. And likewise, the husband does not have authority over his own body, but the wife does. In other cases, men and women have complementary obligations. The first two verses this morning say, Wives, submit to your own husbands, as is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives, and do not be bitter toward them. In Peter's first epistle, likewise, after likewise calling wives to be submissive to their husbands, he tells husbands they must honor their wives. Meanwhile, in Ephesians 4, Paul calls men to a seemingly impossible standard. Christian husbands are to love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. Last, this can only be an aspirational goal because in marriage, as in everything else, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. The reality is that in marriage, as in the church, men and women have complementary roles. Men and women are not identical, despite what Annie Oakley sang in Annie Got, Get Your Gun. There are some things that men can do that women cannot and vice versa. And within each marriage, each person does not have identical gifts. The way to deal with differences in the marital body is the same as those within the church body. In 1 Corinthians 12, Paul makes clear that the differences among members of the church means that the eye or the head is not greater than the foot. But God composed the body, having given greater honor to that part which lacks it, that there should be no schism in the body, but the members should have the same care for one another. And if one number, member suffers, all members suffer with it. Or if one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. God himself made clear that a man and woman united in marriage are one flesh. So that means a married couple are clearly one body. Most importantly, we are all equal before God. We are all created by God in his own image. The faithful in Christ all share in the same inheritance. Finally, any differences within earthly marriage are abolished in our eternal life. Jesus famously answered a trick question by the Sadducees about a woman who married a new brother after each one died. In Mark 12 and Luke 20, Jesus says they never marry nor are given in marriage in, in eternity, but instead are equal to the angels. As Bishop reminded us Thursday, both men and women are thus equal heirs to the resurrection. I've personally been blessed to enjoy a Christian marriage for the last 30 years, and thus every morning I thank God for creating us male and female and for the sacramental gift of marriage. I thank you for listening to my thoughts on the subject and hope they will help you find guidance from the Bible for your own lives. We now return 
page 18 of the Book of Common Prayer. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldst be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are anyways afflicted or distressed, in mind, body, or estate. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Almighty God, together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we thine unworthy servants do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. Blessed Lord, who has caused all Holy Scripture to be written for our learning, grant that we may in such wise hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that by patience and comfort of thy holy word, we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life, which thou hast given us in our eternal Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you to Britt and Carl for making this morning's worship possible. Thank you. Thanks, Joel. Wonderful presentation. Bye, kiddos. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Have a great Saturday.